0: Welcome to the 200% Life Podcast, your weekly insights to spiritual growth and business success with Adam Hergenrother and Hallie Warner. So we have a,
1: a listener question that I think is really interesting that I wanted to get your take on. So this person said, traditionally, I think of leadership primarily as my workplace responsibility. I'm seeing that my greater lack of leadership is at home my challenge is to practice raising my leadership lid with my wife and children as much as I do with my employees. How do I successfully do this?
0: Well I think the uh, well it's great that they're that they're working on raising their leadership lid and and I think one of the most important steps that people can always have is the awareness around this right which is you're aware that you want a deeper relationship and deeper connection with your immediate family which is you know your partner your kids which is wonderful. It's really this. It's really the same uh, objective for your business and in your personal life, which is um, it, it, the only way that you can really truly. Sure, you can you can use um, techniques if you want to raise your leadership lid. Like you can create a vision with your family. You can create like a uh, you know like a uh, some an ethos, if you will. And those are all wonderful things to do. Um, So you get what I'm saying though, like you can, you can do all of those wonderful techniques that you have to kind of help raise the lid to help increase the awareness of where your family is going. Having a mission for your family or an ethos is a wonderful thing to do. But I think the listener is really getting at to a deeper question, which is how do I become a, a, a being of well-being, right? That is a blessing to anybody that you're around, which inevitably, by the way, raises the moment that's in front of you which raises it to the highest level that it can be. So whether that is you're dealing with your kids, or whether you're dealing with your family, or whether you're dealing with a business situation, or a success, or a challenge, your goal is to raise the moment up, is to contribute to the moment, so the moment is better off for having passed by me. In in order to do that, this is where the deep work, the personal growth work, the spiritual path work, is really developed from which is to let go of that part of you that is looking to take something from something. And when you, that part removes from you, you're there to share and contribute. If you are living your life at any part from you, from this place of ego or psyche, that part of you wants to take something. Why aren't? Why isn't the weather the way I wanted to? Why isn't this person showing up the way they're supposed to? Why doesn't this person want to stay over here? Why, why would they act this way, right? It's all about me. Like you're looking at me to try to get It's always about I'm trying to manipulate people, even though people don't call it that. They're trying to go in there and try to trying to take something from somebody. Now, there's different levels of taking. Like I think some people would say, well, I I don't do that in work uh, at all anymore, or I may do that at home a little bit because I want to rearrange things. But the reality is, is any thought that you're acting on that has to do personally with you, of you getting something from a benefit from somebody else doing something differently is an ego play. If you're listening to this, somebody may say, well, how are you supposed to do that in work? There's nothing wrong with holding people accountable. There's nothing wrong with getting the results or being layers of focused on them. But what you're letting go of is you're letting go of the intent behind the accountability. You're letting go of the intent behind the need for your kids to operate a certain way for you to be okay, which may look the exact same thing that you're doing. It's just your intention behind it is much more pure than it is about you intent from your ego or psyche of trying to grab something that makes sense yes and in general so I've,
1: i'm going to just like yeah, maybe this maybe going back a little bit sure. the tactical a little bit but first even like in this particular question like you mentioned the awareness so i feel like yes this person is obviously aware that they're showing up one way at work and one in a different way at home and they want to change that like to me that's a great first step is being sure. aware that they that yes. they need to make a change or that they need to you know, do something differently, but then they ask like, how do I do, what do I do? And your recommendation would be to go more into the being and my, that's kind of what I'm hearing. And my initial reaction is, well, like they need to allocate their time differently or they need to, you know, um, but I don't, they need first, I need an awareness and, and intention. They have to have some sort of intention to spend their time differently. Yeah. Or is that not yeah. true? No, no. That's true. why I
0: said there's a lot of techniques they can do to raise their lid at their with their with at home, right? There's, again, you could create a family mission. You could have an ethos. You could, you could go for family walks. You could have family dinners. All wonderful things. But the reality is if you're showing up in a disturbed state to any of those things or not in a total well-being state, then you're not raising the moment up to the highest possibility of what you can do. So the answer at one level is exactly what you said there's plenty of technique. And, and by the way, that may be where anybody, it there's nothing wrong with that. That's that's actually a wonderful, wonderful first step. Look, look, anybody that's working on themselves consciously should get a hug, right? I mean, that's the whole point of all of this. But the answer that I'm always going to give is one just slightly deeper, which is if you do the, the deeper work for you, it'll automatic, all of those other techniques may show up. You may end up doing a mission or a vision or an ethos, but you end up doing them not because it feels like a technique to raise your lid, you're doing it because you're raising the moment. And that's a different place that you work from. And that's that, again, that's the same thing at work. It's the same thing at in, at home, which is when you when you surrender and, and that word, I know it, it, for me, it makes tremendous sense. For a lot of people, it triggers them as like a passivity or a giving up. It, what you're giving up is this this mind, psyche, ego, that's narrating the world and telling you what to go do. It's You know what it is? The ego is extremely spoiled. <laughs> it's extremely spoiled. It asks you to do something and it gets everything that it wants all the time. So it's it's it really is just extremely spoiled like a kid that's always spoiled. And, and when it doesn't get what it wants, it complains and argues and yells and does all this stuff. And I know it's a little off topic, but it's really what it, it's really the essence of this question, which is if you're continuing to spoil your ego, like you would spoil your kid, they're going to, it's going to show up. And yet you may be going to Florida, just like, again, like the intent, like it's, you still show up in Florida, but it's like, why didn't I'm not, how come I have to wait in this line? Or how come I'm doing this? Or, you know, how come I didn't get, how come the weather's not better? Or how come, you know, this didn't unfold for me? How come I didn't get the pet, you know, a certain animal? It's just, and then if it's so spoiled, that's what the mind does. It gets so spoiled because it's. Everything it asks of you, you give it. It asks you to go get another job, you'll get another job. It asks you to get a divorce, you get a divorce, right? I mean, you just watch what goes on in there. So that's why you just got to be cautioned when you, when, you, when you use techniques, they're wonderful and they're a wonderful place to do it, but they should the technique should move you through a deeper path to the deeper question, which is, how do I no longer need the techniques that are there so I can show up and raise the moment and be present for the moment And and without this mind chatter that's happening, and I promise you it goes away, it just at some point when, you know what, I actually, I sort of share this because I was sharing this in my own journal this morning. I finally, I think I finally understood at a deeper level. Well, I, I say that a lot because I think we all go through different levels of peeling back the onion. So it makes sense to us more at different layers. Just like you read a book three years ago and you read a book today and it makes more sense to you, right? You get that. I I think I finally realized the this whole no preference thing. Um, I uh, I I really what and I, I've heard it, but I didn't really get it. <laughs> and so what I realized is that the preference it's not that you you try to remove preferences. What I've realized is that the preference just falls away because there is no mind asking for a preference. So and it just hit me yesterday when I was working through some of these things. It was just all of a sudden, I just, I just had this, this dawning or aha, this visceral contact with it that it was just like, huh, if there is no mind telling me what I like or dislike, there is no preference. And it was just blank for a long time. And I was just like, look, there's no preference about anything. And I'll tell you where it stemmed from. For me, again, this is just, I think it's always good to have examples for people when they're going through this path. It's silly, but this is just my example. I woke up in the morning and I play a men's lax league at night. And one, I used to play in a men's hockey league after college for about four years. And I stopped playing it because the games are so late and I'm an early morning person and not do this. So I woke up and all of a sudden I was suffering because I'm playing in a lax tournament that I, or lax game at night that starts at eight and I don't go to bed till 1130 those nights. So it's really late for me and I'm literally suffering. I'm literally yeah. My mind is not even happening right now. And my mind is causing a layer of, I call it suffering, stress, whatever you want to refer to it as. It's just complaining. It's like, oh, you're going to be tired. Oh, it's late at night. Oh, you won't be able to. And I'm just going like, what is like, and I'm just like, I'm not going to touch this. And I just watched this whole thing. And then all of a sudden it just started to just move away. And it just was there. And I go, you know, what's so fascinating is I'm no longer suffering or stressed when I have no preference of whether or not I do it or don't. And like, and again, it wasn't that I had a, it was like, I kept trying to, I think when people suffer and they have such problems with preferences because they keep asking their mind the the answer in the question. And it's like, it's keep saying the same thing because the mind only knows whatever it's experienced. So the answer is of course going to be agreeing with the question that it asks itself. And so once you no longer have the voice loud enough in your ear, you don't, re, you don't suffer anymore because you're not reliving any of that or you're not reliving. You're not living something that's not currently happening. Like in my situation, I was like, dude, it's, it's five 30 in the morning. There's, I'm not there. Right. Like, and I'm like, why am I even bringing any level of stress or suffering in my life from this? And then to be clear, just to finish this story, I let it go. And then all of a sudden people, I, I saw a text, people like, Oh, we're going for a bike ride at five o'clock today. And I just found myself going, Oh great. I'm gonna go to the bike ride. Then I go, Oh, I guess I'm not going to Lax then. So it was literally just unfolded like this. And so it was, just, it was, then I'm like, oh, so it's, I guess I'm just not going. And it just happened. It happened to be sunny because it'd been raining for five days. And a big group of people were doing that. And I was like, oh, that sounds fun. And I was just in there. And so then at five o'clock, I went for a two hour bike ride. And literally like, it was like half an hour later or whatever it was. After I agreed to go to this, I realized, oh, I guess I'm just not going to lie. The decision was already, the preference wasn't there. It just it all unfolded. Is something. So it was really, it was a really fascinating thing. And I think the same thing goes is. The minute you, you're willing to just do this deep work of just of, of, of surrendering to allowing the energy to move through you instead of repressing it or, or expressing it, when you can just sit there in a seat that is tied strong enough to who you are and allowing the energy to move through you, it, it transforms into this beautiful energy that comes in. And then you no longer need preferences because they just fall away. So
1: I hear everything that you're saying, and I, it makes me think of two things. One, the whole going not going to lacrosse or not going to lacrosse thing. Did you have any thoughts? Because immediately for me, I would have been like, okay, so the thing came up at five, right? And so you were going to go biking instead. Did you have any thoughts that were like, oh, now I need to cancel lacrosse? They're going to be pissed that I'm not going. Like, like, did were you feeling like you were not hitting an obligation, or you know what I mean? Because you're you're kind of going with the flow, but that does impact other people. So. But does that not matter? Yeah,
0: and the, that's what was causing the suffering. It was I, was, I think that's what it is for most people. There's a, there's a, there's a disagreement inside you, right? I mean, it's, there's, a, there's an incongruency between what your mind is saying and some value judgment that you have about your self-concept. that not that where the argument happens inside, which causes you to close your heart? And that's the exact essence of what we're talking about, which is a wonderful way you said that, Hallie, because that is what is happening. You're actually fighting with yourself inside. There's there's again, there's a disagreement that's happening between entities that are in there, whatever you wanna, a little, the little eye or the big eye. And for me, it was like, oh, you're not gonna go. And, and he's gonna have to drive up by himself and you're gonna let people down. You're gonna do this whole thing over here. The, you know, like it's, then it just becomes like, okay, I can't do that. And then it's like, but well, you need to do that. Like it just gets this battle that goes on in your head instead of just going, Hold on. <laughs>
1: Yeah. But you didn't mention any of that. So
0: that's why I was. No, it's thinking, great. Well, that's, that's what could... was happening. in the, when was... I called like the suffering, that's what was going on. It was just this yeah. argument that I was, I was fighting with myself inside there. And I go, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to fight with myself. And so I just like, took a little deep breath and just, and then it was, just, it was very painful and just kind of let this emotion kind of work through you. And then I just stopped thinking about it. And then I literally, like I, I say, stop thinking about it. It just wasn't there for me to think about, right? Like it wasn't it wasn't like, okay, I'm going to, I'm just, I just really need to stop thinking about this. It just wasn't there. Like right now you're not thinking about the blue Jay that's outside my, my door. Are you right? Like, cause it's just not there. You're not thinking about it. That's exactly how it felt. And then I just went about my day. And then all of a sudden, like, again, like a text came in around noon and said, Hey, we're going to plan this ride. It's the first sunny day we've had in a while. We're going to meet at five o'clock. And I'm just great. It was just there. I wasn't even thinking about anything else. Cause I wasn't, I didn't have the preference of what it was. And I was like, that sounds fun. And then all of a sudden, then then, so, then I just then later on, I was like, oh great, I guess I'll just can't and i I'm not going to relax. Yeah. And 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 by the way, the the men's league, it's not like you need to show up every day. Like it is like a, a yeah. you get what I'm saying. Like it's like a there's 50 people on the know. team, 30 may people may show up at any yeah. given time, right? So it's not like it's a commitment that you just blow off commitment. That's not what I'm saying either. This was right. you have the opportunity to kind of show up as you please to these games. So it's not yeah. like it's it's like this this tremendous lack and. Other people can show up too if you bring a friend. So people show up one time. So it's not like a, uh, um, you know, a big event that you actually are like missing, and, and people are going to be. It's not like a traveling lacrosse team where you're playing these intense games with high competition that people are counting on you to be there. This is just a fun pickup game, um, and so that's why I was like, I'm just not going to suffer from this.
1: Yeah. Well, and also when you were talking about all that, it it feels like a very um, spontaneous way of living however i hate spontaneity in theory right like being spontaneous feels so counter to who i am as just a person so how do you marry the two things of like being spontaneous and listening to whatever that not listening to the voice and the you know making sure you are fulfilling obligations and that things are planned and
0: structured like, yeah. how do you figure that I out? I think there's, you should bifurcate. The f- fulfilling obligations is different than spont- spontaneity for a lot of things, right? Um, there's there's nothing wrong with if your nature is to be more structured, to have things planned out, that's fine. In that situation, right, it may have just shown up and you're like, oh, our friends are going to do this or, or we're going to do this. And you could have easily said no, right? Like, you could have easily said yes. It just would have been in your... It just would have been whatever was best for the moment if that was there. and You would have found yourself saying no or found yourself saying yes. Again, it's not like you just all of a sudden start saying yes to everything. That's not it at all. Everyone's got its own nature. Everything has its own nature, its own vibration. And the more you're in the way, the Tao, right? When you're in the Tao, that is the whole, you're, it's no action with all action. And that's all that that means. It just has a deeper context for what that is, which is, the it, all the, the the look for thousands of years the, the Tao has been been written and it's what it's trying to say in kind of layman's terms is that the minute the mind or the self concept you've created is talk is no longer talking to you you're no longer acting from that part of you and so when that's gone it it leaves you interacting directly with life which has its own nature, which you'll find directly what that nature is. But right now it's so covered up that people can't understand Mm -hmm. how they would interact with life unless they were listening to the mind tell them how to interact with life. And that's where people really get caught up because their entire life, that's all they're doing is listening to that voice. Again, that's why I said the ego is so spoiled. The self-concept is so spoiled because it keeps asking you for things and everybody everybody keeps giving it to them. It is whatever you want. It's not like it's intentional. Well, of course it's intentional. It's not consciousness. No, I said
1: it's not. It's not intention. It's not intentional. It's complete. Like, I mean, we've been having these conversations for years and sometimes it's still difficult to be like, is that the voice or is that not? You know, like, how do you know which one? Like, sometimes I'm like, oh, my nature is really calling me to do that. And then I'm like, but hold on. Remember. Remember, you cannot
0: ask the mind. If it's the voice, this is where this is because if you ask the mind, they're going to tell you that it's, it is the voice it is, or it's not the voice. They're going to, they're going to agree with whatever it's going to, whatever it thinks it can tell you to get you to pay attention to it. <laughs> That's so when you ask your mind, Oh, is this the voice or not the voice? And you're kind of waiting for an answer. The mind is going to get but how do you know you're asking the mind? Maybe you're asking your consciousness. Well, I think when you, when people are asking a question now there, there's, there's two ways to kind of answer that. Number one is most people are asking the mind 99.9% of their day. They're asking because they're, what you're looking for is you're, 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 if people are asking the mind, you're also looking for an answer that comes back in the sound, meaning that you can hear it inside. That's actually what you're looking for. If you're truly are getting out of that in your, in your want to ask your nature or consciousness, it doesn't always speak in the language that you listen to it, it may be guiding you in a different way. The personal heart is different from the spiritual heart. The personal heart is tied to the self-concept. So your emotions that most people live by or say, I'm following my heart, you're not following your heart in the way you're saying it. You're following your emotions that are driven from the self-concept or the ego that's there. If you, once you allow that to just be quiet for a second or just stop paying attention to it as best you can, you'll instantly look to your right and realize there's a whole other world that's over there that can guide you. And that is different. That will sound different. That'll move different. It's like your physical body responds to you. It doesn't talk to you, right? But it gives you a feeling of pain, right? So you know what the difference between physical pain is versus psychological pain. Is that accurate? Right? Mm -hmm, You would know the difference. That's how clear it is to once you start paying attention to know the difference between what the mind is versus what the again the mind would be the physical pain because it's very you're like I'm physically painful versus psychological suffering. It just becomes very clear. So when
1: you are not listening to your mind and you're just listening to consciousness, you're,
0: what does
1: that sounds—it's like not even for like you? you're
0: listening to it. This is—it's just—it's just, it's so diff—it's so difficult for people to comprehend this because they've never not listened to their mind. That's I mean but I think people probably have glimpses of it, but they don't know what it is. Like, you know, sure. and
1: sometimes maybe, I don't know when people say things like, I just knew in my, I knew in my gut that it was something I had to do or it was the wrong decision. To me, that is people trying to verbalize that it's not a, a head decision or a voice decision. And it is more of like a deeper knowing. And that's just the language that people use to express that. Um, but I, I don't know if you tell me if that's accurate or not, but that's, what I think of. And I think of, at least people are getting starting to get glimpses of it and knowing that it's not necessarily their mind generated answer. Yeah. I can
0: only speak from my own experience with this is, um, I have said many times in my life that, Oh, I just had this gut feeling about this and it didn't work out that way many, many times in my life. So I just stopped thinking that my gut feeling was actually accurate. Right. I'm serious. Like, so, okay. so confusing. So then like, what because, moves because the gut you, feeling like, that that feeling is to me, Again, I'm just speaking from my own experience, so people feel yeah, free that people yeah. can have their own. Because the only way I, I, I mean, sure, I listen and, and and pay attention and read about spirituality, but really the majority of what I what I share is just my own experiences from from paying attention to all of this, for so many, every day, every minute. This is all the work that I do, and I literally just share that. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like, you know, if you spend every waking minute in business, then you have a lot to share. And I just share this because every single minute of my life. I work on this, on, on spirituality, if you will. Um, so for me, when, when I, when I see that, I mean, how many times, again, this is my own experience. And I I've posed the question, not for you to necessarily debate it or answer it just for people to, to ask it themselves, which is how many times you had like this gut feeling. And then it didn't work out. People always, if something happened in a gut feeling, didn't do it. And something bad happened, they go, see, I knew I shouldn't have done that, but how many times have they done that their entire life? And it actually didn't work out that way. Right. It just, in. Yep.
1: Yeah, that's, That reminds me of the whole um, decision, the whole, like, it's literally like the same thing as like the, oh gosh, what's the word about like the decision uh, resulting? It's the same thing. Like, just because you make a decision and it works out or doesn't work out doesn't mean that the decision itself was a poor decision. So to me, it's like you have a gut feeling or a bodily feeling that is moving you in direction there's no guarantee what the outcome is going to be, but it doesn't mean that the gut feeling itself was wrong or right or right.
0: Correct. That's that's my point. So that's why it's, so it's, it's, it's not that it's right or wrong. So what's wrong with what's so that's exactly it? why it that. So, so exactly. So if you don't, if it's not right or wrong, then you're only guiding yourself in a direction towards it because it's, you think it's right. If it's not right or not wrong, and you get out of that and you don't actually pay attention to it, This is what I'm trying to say. You'll look to your right and you'll, it'll be, you'll, it's the best example that I can give in this is, um, it it, it just always comes as an example. Is like if any sport you're ever doing, right. Or even giving a, it's like, I always use the word analogy for like skiing. Like if you're skiing, you're going through the woods. You're not thinking about which way to go. You're just moving in harmony with which way to go based on how you're at that moment, how your legs and ankles are, are hit that snow and that angle to where the tree is. You're just in there moving. The same thing also in a complete other example is if you ever give a presentation and most people have, you're in the middle of the presentation and like you just start saying things or sharing things that you're not meditatively thinking on that are just, they're coming up that, but you're not, you are it's not like a, oh, I have this movement to share this in the middle of the conversation. You just find yourself sharing it. So it's like, it can't be looked upon the same way that people look upon the mind, which is why it's so difficult for people to comprehend that there's a different way to live, which is the more it's it's in harmony with your own nature. But most people have mistakenly see this as their nature is their personal heart, which is the energy that they're feeling because they're blocked and they go and express that out there of like, oh, I needed to go share that, right? Or whatever it is. It's, again, it's not that it's right or wrong, like chewing a rock isn't right or wrong. It's just not good for your health, right? Like it's just, it's not going to be good for your teeth. The same thing here in life. It's just the minute you no longer are are relying on the mind or these lower level energies that you call, not you specifically, just the generic you that people call this movement that I need to follow. That's not really nature in itself. It's your energy that's blocked and it's trying to move around and you go, Oh, Oh, I need to go over here. And if you pay attention to this, the minute the energy starts to move, the voice starts to communicate a direction for you. And that voice is the is actually literally your self-concept getting you to go a different direction. You go, "I'm following my heart." And you go, "No, you're not following your heart." <laughs> I know you're just not following your heart in that direction. You're following a lower energy that then spontaneously increases the voice, and the voice, which is your self-concept, starts talking very quietly, but that's what you're paying attention to. And that's the direction that you take it instead of when that no longer exists. Again, it's like you've been looking in the entire left side of your of the room. And when that goes away, you turn around, you look to your right and you go, wow, I've been looking inside the entire time. Now I see there's a whole world out here and it just moves you in a totally different direction. And you're right, Hallie, there's plenty of people that have glimpses of this. And the glimpses come in these these flow states, right? Or whatever it is, that's just, all that flow state is, is I'm no longer premeditating thought from ego. And I'm really just in the relationship with life. And you just find yourself moving. You find yourself. Like I once heard a high being say, you just, you may find your." They asked, like, am I supposed to get married? They go, who knows? You may, but what you'll do is you'll find yourself at an altar getting married. And I know that people are like, how can that even possibly be? It, it, I get it. I And I understand that. I'm just, I'm just, it, it, the deeper answer to this is that you you literally pause for a second and if you keep doing the work, the personal or spiritual growth work, this starts to unpeel back a layer and it starts, you start to see it. Again, just like a brand new executive assistant that comes in there doesn't know anything like you do and they think they do and you're going, no, no you're missing the whole thing. You're missing the whole thing over here. It's the same thing like when you just, you start to get further back and you're going, oh man, I see this whole thing unfold. Now I see why For thousands of years, there's been this single truth about life. There's not, you know, they haven't been writing about leadership for thousands of years or how to get what you want for thousands of years or how to be a life coach to get what you want for thousands of years. They've been writing about the deep truth about how to get out of all of that for thousands of years so that it doesn't actually bog up your life and you can go live your life.
1: Okay. I have like, because you've talked about a couple of different things, but I couldn't help but think, and this is probably me just wanting to be argumentative, that when you're giving those examples of being in that flow state with like speaking or skiing, I, again, intellectually understand what you're saying about being in that flow state, but I can't help but think if you're going down a mountain skiing, that's also based on experience, training, practice, same with speaking, like how much, how can you, can you just say it's like, all flow and anyone can just go on the mountain and just kind of figure out because they're in the flow, how to go. No, you need to be trained, experienced, understand whatever you need to know about skiing or, or speaking. Right. So what's, what's experience and when training and
0: what's. It's a great question. The degree to which you have outward success is based on experience is based on training. Certainly. But somebody can go up there in your first day of skiing and be in a flow state, you know, You may not be skiing through the woods or skiing fast, but you can certainly do that. Somebody that's going and giving their first presentation may not be great at it, but they can certainly find themselves in a flow state. And all that state is, is just absence of mind. That's all that it is. It's just absence of that. Okay. Yeah. I would say that the fraction of people who are able to do that
1: would be very small, but I could be wrong. I'm just thinking like the first time anyone, so you do something.
0: I'm simply giving that as an analogy and, well. and, and people want to relate. Yeah. You can relate it back to like, a, like how good you're going to be at golf or speaking or in business or as a parent, like, sure, you learn through it. Every experience makes you a wiser being. There's no denying that. Every experience is worth having that you have because it makes you wiser, whether you failed, whether you succeeded, any of those things. Not taking away the experience that you're having that you can bring in there. You can recall memory, which is recalling memory is different than the psychological suffering of from your self-concept, which is what I'm really referring to, which that self-concept is just literally very greedy and it's telling you what it wants. And then it uses emotions in a voice to get what it wants. So when you, when, when you ask the question about when people are are about like, am I following nature? Am I following my heart? 99% of people are following their personal heart and the personal heart is based on the emotions and the voice that's inside their head. And I was just trying to simply state that people can get, reach these periods in different areas of their life. Now they may do it. There may be people that do it like holding their child or watching a sunset, right? Which requires no experience at all, or that you're walking down the road and, and for the first time you just you see this bird that just takes you out or music can do it by the way, right? Music can do it to you. It doesn't require any experience to listen to music and it can just take you away. If you listen to music for a second, it's like all of a sudden there is no thought and you're just in the music. So there, I was just painly, painting examples of what those yeah, could yeah. be. I mean, but um, and sure, wisdom and experience will make you better at what you're doing in terms of application of how you're using your outer life. But in this reference to this is the minute there's an absence of this, this greedy ego that's in there that is trying to get you to pay attention to it so it can survive and, and grow is, is a completely different concept. And again, that personal heart is being used from the self-concept. It, it's it's It derives, it's, the energy is blocked and it comes out and then it comes with a voice and then we follow it. That's why, you know, I've said this for many, many years that spiritual growth or personal growth is not about changing what you're doing. It's changing the part that is interacting with life. And again, the moment in front of you, I mean, this was Oprah's favorite line, right? From Michael Singer's book, which is the moment in front of you is not bothering you. You are bothering yourself about the moment, which is what I was doing in my simple example that I was giving you is I was bothering myself about a moment, had nothing to do with the Mm -hmm. moment. And we find ourselves, if you just pay attention to this, you're bothering yourself about every single moment. And the reason why you're bothering yourself about it is because it's somehow not what you want it to be or you're scared you're going to lose it or you're scared you're not going to get it. Uh, one more question for you. When you're talking about the,
1: the sunset yeah. thing or like the example, like can you kind of get into that moment when you're when you're watching a sunset or holding a child or something like that, you said it takes you away. It's, can you
0: explain that? It's taking you away from the what? The ego. It, it, and where And where do you go? Well, you go back to who you are. You fall back in your actual nature that you're always there. It's just like if the clouds move away, the clouds are taken away, the sun's bright. Same thing for you. The minute the mind's taken away, it takes you away from the, the interaction that you're paying attention to inside your body, which is the mind and the personal heart, right? Those two things are always gripping you. And so when that blows you away, in that moment, there is no thought, there is no chatter, there is no emotion from the voice that's causing it. So then you're just totally in life and you go, this is the most amazing moment. Well, you'll find though in that moment, it may last for a minute or less. And then instantaneously at some point, the mind then comes back in and goes, When's it gonna, when's it gonna end? Well, how we need how we get more of this, right? It's literally what it does. But for the moments, it takes you away from you paying attention. Uh uh, it takes you, it's almost like it distracts you for moments um from your your old self concept and you actually feel what it's like to be in life. So yes, people have that feeling and they want, then they go, I want more of that. So then they, then they go out and try to get that instead of realizing you, you can have that all day long. It has nothing to do with whether you see a sunset or not. Now it can enhance your experience, but it has nothing to do with whether you're not a sunset or where you're working or what you're doing, or whether you're playing wax or not playing wax or going on a bike ride or not, not going on a bike ride. It's uh, it's, it's just a, it's a fascinating journey. Um, You know, I don't know why I've been on that little kick recently about the, and you think about like the principal truths of life, right? Forget about business or kids or relationships, just this, these fundamental truths of living of being here in life. There's, there's, there's truths that have been passed down for as long as we can. And wouldn't those make more sense than, than things that have just, that are shown up, like, you know, like carpet and bathrooms were popular at one point, right? And then. Then they they go away. Now they're coming back. Like, I mean, seriously, like, it's just so funny. Like those things come and go, but these, these simple truths that are, that are there. Uh, and I think to me, to me, like, that's what people, now there is a deeper part of you that comes from a deeper spot of this yearning for these deeper questions, which is why we're brave and having this conversation. And if you're listening to this, you're someone who has that itch or someone who has that, that sense of why am I here? What, what what is that going here? And by the way, that when it shows up there, you can voice it in your head. When those things come up, it's not ego driven. Like that is starts to feel that you can notice the difference of how that feels versus how a thought is generated from the personal heart in the personal mind. Which again, if you just pay attention to it, you'll see the you'll feel the difference. Just like you can feel the difference between jealousy and anger, you can feel and understand the difference. And I think you understand what that means too. Like you can feel the difference when that deeper question of like, and why am I here? It's not. You can still say it verbally, but it's not being generated from the self concept that you have. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I would even even say maybe I don't know if this makes sense or not, but that it's almost like when it comes from that deeper place, it's not even. It doesn't even feel like you're asking that's exactly the right. That's, just, Yes, it feels like. It's just show, it just shows like up. You're a, well, that you're getting an answer, yes.
0: even though you haven't actually asked yes. a question. That's exactly right. If that makes sense. And it touches you differently. That's you're absolutely spot on for that. That's what I mean by the difference. of that's again, that's how you can live your entire life. And it feels it's like once you start having more of those, you go, "Oh, hold on! Like, how can I ever go back to living the other way?" But you're you're spot on. Well,
1: and. To me, it feels like, and again, I don't know if this makes sense or not, but to me, it just feels like getting very like extreme clarity on, and maybe that's my mind talking, but it just makes me feel like more like just clear about how you want to move through the world and contribute. Maybe that's mind generated, but it just feels like there's like signs that are like, Sure. pointing you in a different direction.
0: Yeah, they shot. do. The, the, well, you're absolutely right because what happens is when, when the when the mind isn't narrating what it wants, you actually gain clarity. The clarity is just there. You don't have to ask for clarity. Just like it's almost that that analogy is almost the yeah. same thing as what I was talking about with preferences. It's preferences. You don't have to like not try to have preferences. They just aren't there. They just fall away. Yes. It's that, that's the same right. thing, right? Like when Right now you use your mind to seek clarity, which is wonderful. Like it's a great technique to use, but when the mind isn't there, the clarity just shows up. Well, I was going to say, oftentimes when you stop searching for the clarity, that's just show up. Right. I mean,
1: yes, Yeah. Or you like listen to something and you're like, oh my God, that's what, that's the answer that I didn't even know I had the question. Yeah.
0: Well, I once read, I forget where I did about, um, you know, they're using the analogy of a spiritual path of like somebody trying to chase their shadow. Right, it's like it's always one step in yeah. front of them until you realize you have to stop, and it's it's just a shadow. Uh, instead of mm-hmm. instead of you, it's like people chasing their shadow, which is why they they never feel like they can catch it because you can't. It's always ahead of you. It's always ahead of you.
1: Or on the side. Yeah, of you actually, the way you, the whole thing
0: up. goes, it's called the hand. It's actually called the hand of God, and and basically, yeah. what, what, what the whole essence is is that like there's always a there's always a hand trying to gra- help you. And it casts a shadow over you. And so you think it's, you think it's like the shadow and you're trying to run away from the shadow until one day you realize that the shadow is actually there to help you. And, but you just keep trying to run away from it and you can never run away from it. Right. Cause
1: it's like, right. It's exactly, always there. As long as the sun exactly. is
0: there, and, which is maybe God. Yeah. Or, or yeah and I use the word God, not as a, as a, a, a dude sitting with a white robe, like in a throne, like that is so egotistical in my mind. Uh,
1: that, that sounds more like yes, Zeus, exactly. You know, than like the Christian God, but, but yeah. who knows?
0: Well, you know, I just, I, I use the word God as yeah. like everything. That's consciousness. Yes. You're right, yeah. right. Consciousness. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, so again, hopefully this was helpful for the, the listener in terms of uh, what that path is. Again, techniques are great. They're, the awareness is the first step of all of this, by the way. It really is. The awareness, if you just hold on to that awareness, it'll take you the rest of the way. The, these, you know, you listen into a lot of different, you know, teachers that are out there are wonderful things to do, but it's, you can only collect so much before you have to really just do the work yourself to see it. And, and that's the, that's the thing that I could tell everybody It's just like, how would you, you know, you can read a lot about being really good at golf, but if you don't ever go out there and actually play golf, it's very difficult for you to actually get better. And it's the same thing here. You can read as much as you want or listen as much as you want about personal growth or spiritual growth until you actually start doing the work. You won't really experience it for yourself, but once you do start experiencing it for yourself, the path is set. It'll just, it'll, and, and it'll start, it'll start unfolding exactly how it needs to for you, so that you can do the the deeper work. And as it does, you'll you'll the the, the clarity just shows up. It's just there. The hardest times that I've had in my life has been when I've tried to force clarity, and it's when you just lean in and lean into it. It a you're not suffering, and number two, it shows itself. Maybe the word that I think they've used for thousands of years has just been, it just becomes undisguised. And right now you're disguising it because you're looking for it. It just, when you stop, when you call off the search, it just becomes undisguised. So work on calling off your search. Hey everybody, before you go, Helen and I wanted to ask you for a favor. As business owners, you understand that reviews and testimonials are an essential part of growing your business and reaching new audiences. Well, from two business owners to another, We would be incredibly grateful if you could support us by leaving a review. It does really help us get the podcast in the hands of other conscious business owners. So thank you.